Welcome in to the Doghouse, episode one. I'm here with my co-host, Joe. What's going on, Joe? I'm much. How are you? We're good. We're good. How's your Monday? How's your weekend? Uh, Pretty good. Action-packed yourself. Action-packed? Yep. Uh, Action-packed with a bunch of football and a bunch of injuries going on. It's basically what was going on with me. Yeah. I had some lacrosse, had some sports going on myself. You had what, baseball, I'm assuming? Baseball. Both days. Yeah, I'd cross Saturday and Sunday, but then I got to watch the football after that, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, so we should just get right into it then. We'll start with last Thursday's game then, the Browns and the Bengals. A thriller, a 35-30 win by the Browns. Joe Burrow in his second start at 316 yards and three touchdown passes with a total QBR of 90.6 and a 60% completion percentage. I mean, that kid was on fire. I actually thought he did really well, except for the fact that his offensive line can't block for him. Right, and like he, they they couldn't get any running game going too. So like without, it's very hard to be a good quarterback in this league without a good running game. Like Jared Goff, you saw last year, without Todd Gurley in a bad offensive line, that he just couldn't run the ball. It and, makes a big impact on all overall quarterback. He could be one of the best quarterbacks and not be able to do anything because he just gets sacked half the time. Right, like Russell Wilson, he gets sacked like 50 times a year, and he, he just running for his life basically every single play. So, I mean, for him to be able to have 316 yards and three touchdowns in his second start as an NFL quarterback, that's just ridiculous. I think he was a great pick by them just because of the fact that he's just a playmaker even when his offensive line like can't block for him. I'm gonna be honest, I thought I, I thought it was he was gonna be a bust. I actually did too. <laughs> no, I seriously thought he was gonna be us. I thought that the he was gonna be terrible with the Bengals. Just I thought the Bengals were gonna be in to have the number one pick as they did this year, just because he had so much going for him at LSU. I mean he had like they drafted I, I don't remember they, they had the most two or something. Yeah. Picks. It was yeah. It was the most. Was it like the, was it the most ever? Or was it most last year? I know it was the most last year. I don't know if it was most ever, but it was definitely up there. If it was, not sure about most ever, but it was like twenty two out of their starters were gone almost. Right. They lost. I think they lost every single offensive player on that team that that the championship year or whatever. That team was too good. Right. I mean, it's it. I, that's why I thought when he he had that all those surrounding talents around him that I just thought it was just going to be too much for him to overcome to be a good NFL quarterback. Now on the Bengals, I actually think that his receivers did really well, though. All of his receivers, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, all them, like, helped him a lot. It's just his offensive line that kind of screws him over. Right. I mean, and it's not like Joe Mixon was – it's not his fault. I mean, he had 16 rushes for 46 yards. That's not good at all. But it's the, the offensive line is terrible. I mean, that's that's good for, for the Bengals now is that they, they, they took care of the most important position, which was Joe Burrow in that quarterback position. Now they just need to focus on the offensive line in the offseason, the draft, and then they should be they should be up and rolling to buy for a playoff spot in the next couple of years. We saw it with the Giants, too, to where offensive line doesn't only help the quarterback, but it helps the running game, too, with Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. The Joe Mixon just could not run at all because of his offensive line. Right, and, like, I drafted him in fantasy and started him, and I'm kind of depressed about it because he only had 8.6 points for me. I thought he was going to at least get the end zone at least one time, and just that offensive line is just – there's only so much you can do with that type of offensive line. You're Joe throwing it to him <laughs> right basically in the flat I mean because well, they were getting the ball out too let's talk about the, the actual game like 
they were getting he was getting rid of the ball with like between like one and two seconds just because they know how their weak link is that offense line and if he was holding that thing for more than two or three seconds I mean Miles Garrett and the rest of that Browns defensive line which is isn't bad it's a very like formidable very good they would have been on top of him and Miles Garrett maybe would have thrown another helmet at him or something like that it would it would have been that bad I mean I don't it was it wasn't. It was a really. I mean, he got sacked three times. That's this. He he was still getting hit. He got he got sacked three times, but um, he fumbled the ball twice, I think, too. But they recovered one. I mean, he's got some stuff to work on. But the, what I've seen from Joe Burrow, I mean, it's he's definitely going to offensive rookie of the year. I think. I don't know about that. The Chiefs running back Edwards Alaire is going off a little bit. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Edwards Lair is definitely going to have the better year, but I feel like it's just a quarterback league, and a quarterback usually wins all their awards. That's true, actually. Because I don't remember the last time a different type of players won MVP besides a quarterback. Edwards Lair also has weapons everywhere else on the field. They have a good offensive line, quarterback, receivers, tight ends, so right. no block for him, and he can just run wherever he wants to. Right, and Joe Burr is playing with the box of cookies with that offensive line. <laughs> Giving up three sacks. I game. mean, he was running the ball too. Like he can, he. I know. I we know how fast he was. He can run the ball. I mean, he only ran for seven times for nineteen yards. But I mean, he he he's got the burners. If he really wanted to run, he could run. I felt like he made some good reads late in the game too. Instead of like throwing it contested down to receiver, just took his five yards or whatever, ran out of bounds, and kept going. Right, like with the he, they were they were coming back too, which is ridiculous because you think with that type of offensive line and that rookie quarterback, they like they were down, they were down what I think it was like thirty five to twenty twenty something. It was like thirty five to twenty something with like four minutes left in the game, and they scored one touchdown, and they got back in the game with like no, it was twenty eight. Browns had 28, and then I think they had, like, 23 or something like that. And then the Browns went up 35, and they were 35-23, and then Joe Burrow just went down the field and scored another touchdown. If they had another drive, I feel like Burrow would have went down and scored again. I almost think it's an embarrassment that the game was that close for the Browns because last year they obviously didn't have a good year with all the talent that they have, but I really thought this year they were going to finally put something together because they had year a year under their belt, and it was – not a good showing for the worst team in the league last year. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that, like, that he, he just played out of his mind. I mean, what I you can already tell, like, he's going to be a good quarterback just from his first two yeah. games. Like, if he his feet were, like, he, he had quiet feet. He wasn't, like, all over the place. He wasn't – right, he was stepping up in the pocket, even with that bad offensive line. He, he made some good throws, too. His throws, his couple – his touchdown to Tyler Boyd over oh, the middle, yeah. over that was a that was bomb. A great catch too. Right, it was just a great all-around game from the Bengals. But on like the Browns side, I mean, if you're the Browns, you got the win. But I don't think you should really be too happy about the you way you played. Be happy about that. You let up 30 points to the worst team in the league last year. I and I feel like the weakest part of that offense was actually Baker Mayfield too. 100. Oh, percent He like just throws interceptions. And he has so many targets to go to, and he just misses targets. Right, and that that running game completely carried him. I mean, Nick Chubb had 124 yards on 22 carries. Kareem Hunt had 10 rushes for 86 yards. I mean, Chubb had two touchdowns. Hunt had one touchdown. Props to 
um, the Cleveland Browns, though, for finding their strength because the Bengals could not stop the run, and they just kept pounding it. And Kareem Hunt had a long of 33, and Nick Chubb had a long of 26, and you just can't let, like, plus 20. Right, and I feel like for the Browns, Browns to be successful, they have to get the running game going. And that's just – it's the running game's, like – a quarterback's best friend, basically, because it set up the play action, and that's play action is just so deadly in this league today. I don't even think it's the running game that needs to be like better prepared. It's just the offensive line, because if both of those get going, then both the quarterback and running back can just. That is so true, but better. Baker, he Baker, he wasn't even sacked one time though. I just, I don't know, Baker. I saw, I saw him scramble a lot and throw out, but. Right, he looked like he looked like a little bit like the Oklahoma Baker Mayfield. Like he was getting outside the pocket, yeah. making some good deep throws, and instead of it being like Hollywood Brown, it was Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, he had four receptions, seventy-five yards, a touchdown. That's like, it's okay. I mean, it's good for like Browns OBJ, but Giants OBJ, that's not good enough for him. People say Baker Mayfield is better running out of the pocket and scrambling, but. I still think he feels more comfortable when he's in the pocket with good protection so he can make better throws. That I, I agree with that. I mean, I feel like this this Browns team, if Baker Mayfield can clean up his interceptions and just make the correct reads, I feel like this Browns team has a chance to make the playoffs. I agree with that. They, I, they do have probably one of the toughest divisions, though, with the Steelers and the Ravens ahead of them. And now Bengals. And now the Bengals. Who gave him a five point? Yeah, I'm gonna be. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think Joe, Baker Mayfield's the worst quarterback in that division. I agree with that. I think Joe Burrow, MVP, uh, first overall pick, and then two Big times who is two times Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I, I mean Burrow's already better than Baker Mayfield, and it's week two. This is definitely like Baker Mayfield's make or break year. If he does not perform well, I think they should consider getting him out of there. I think they should get him out of there no matter what, because if they can tank for Trevor Lawrence, he will already be better than I think, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, w- I don't want to say Jackson was doing that because they're 1-1 they're one one right they, now. They almost beat the Titans. Right. They could have been 2-0 if Gardner Minshew didn't throw a, throw a pick in like the yeah. final minute. Gardner but... Minshew is great. He, he, he's so much better than everyone thought he was going to be, and I give him so much props. I, yeah, I think that, but I, I th- they should tank. They should I, just – I don't know. They beat a playoff. They almost beat a playoff thir- team. They got thirty points on a pretty good defense. That's true. I, I mean, it, would you rather have Lawrence or Minshew though? Uh, Lawrence. That's so that you got to tank. Tank I do for feel, him. Not, not from a football perspective, but from a fan perspective, having Gardner Minshew out there just like brings in so much attention in media, which that team might be looking for right now since yeah. they're so bad on the field. Well, he's basically the only reason why you turn on to a Jacksonville Jaguar game <laughs> is to watch Gardner Minshew and the, that lock of hair that he's I got on him. Because of him. You actually have a Gardner. Did you, <laughs> what did you get it yesterday, last year? Oh, yeah, last year. I mean, Minshew Mania, he was going wild last last year. And then they brought in Foles. The and, then, what? and then completely let him go. Which was a good move on them. Gardner Mitchell was probably a better quarterback for the full for Jacksonville. He's just younger, I feel. Yeah, and then I think back on the Browns Bengals game. I mean, I think if if I feel like if the Browns make the playoffs, then don't move off of them because something obviously worked. They haven't made the playoffs of like what his first three years in the league, first two or three years well, in the league. First year he had half the snaps, right? He got in on the sixth game or something like that. He yeah, won and he won five won. of them, but. Ever since then, he just hasn't been able to produce enough. 
uh, only time will tell if they'll if they perform the rest of the way. We'll see what happens. I mean, that division is just so tough. Very. I mean, then moving on to another rookie quarterback. I mean, the Chargers Chiefs game. Justin Herbert made his first start as an NFL quarterback. I did not. I was shocked when I saw him out there. Like I thought Tyrod Taylor was perfectly fine, but apparently he had a chest injury pregame. And head coach Anthony Lynn walked over. Justin Herbert reported like five minutes before the game and told him you're starting. And apparently Herbert was thought he was joking at first, but no, he was dead serious. And he was he didn't he didn't look like he was flustered or anything the first drive. They went down and scored a touchdown. I give him so much props for figuring out he was starting the day of game time and just going out there and Beat, almost beating the Super Bowl favorite, taking them into overtime. Yeah, which, the defending Super Bowl champions with Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best player in the league right, right now. It's very impressive for him. I actually think he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks out of that track. You did? I did. Yeah, I I, th- I think Tua will be just because yeah. I feel like he's going to get hurt. I don't. I feel like he's. I feel like he, when he's gotten to the NFL now, I feel like he's he's. He's going to learn. The reason why he's gotten hurt is because he just doesn't know how to slide and when to throw the ball away, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, well, let's think about Tua has had the best offensive line in college football pretty much with Alabama. They just recruit people like it's no one's business, and he still gets hurt. Oh, let me play devil's advocate here. He's also playing against the best defensive lines in the league, the, in the college football. I he's He has the best wide receivers just to get away from. Henry Ruggs can take two steps and cut inside. No one's going to guard that in college. I feel like I feel like two is going to be like a Robert Griffin III thing if he doesn't learn how to slide. Remember when Robert Griffin III first came to the league, yeah. he like burst on the scene, but he just didn't know how to slide. And, and now he just runs the triple option in Baltimore. Right. I feel like if Tua knows when to throw the ball away and um, learns how to slide, he'll be fine. But back in the Chargers and Chiefs game, I mean, Herbert threw for 111 yards in his first at NFL start. Granted, it was against the Chiefs secondary, and that secondary was like – was one of the worst in the league last year, and I'm assuming it's going to be one of the worst this year in the league. But he still threw 111 yards in his first career start. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I would still be a little intimidated with seeing Tyron Matthew out there, though. Oh, they, they should not bring him back out there. No. They should not. Justin Herbert's their starter. He's ready. He's the guy. And without without camp, too, let's we've got to forget, like, these quarterbacks, they've literally been practicing only against their their teammates for, like, two weeks before the season started. Like Burrow, like imagine if Burrow had OTAs or like preseason games or same with Herbert. I mean, these kids, I mean, they, they're playing good right now as starters, but I mean, they could be playing a lot better if they had that practice and that time. I also feel like Justin Herbert might not have gotten in if there was OTAs because people would have gotten their bodies used to being hit. And maybe he wouldn't have gotten hurt as much or people – you mean Tyrod Taylor wouldn't have Tyra, gotten hurt? Tyrod Taylor wouldn't have gotten hurt, maybe, yeah. and he probably wouldn't have gotten a start. It, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was some chest injury. Like he he showed up on the injury report Wednesday, but it, for some chest, and he had some pains in his chest that Anthony Lynn said during the week. But it didn't seem like uh, it was going to be a factor in if he was starting or wasn't starting. And we all just assumed he was going to be good to go. But no, Herbert walked out in there for the first time, and I mean, he performed. He scored a touch. He scored a rushing touchdown his first his first drive. Has have they made the decision if they're going to start Tyrod next week or if he's going to be good to go? I, it's probably too early in the week. The, I mean, the questions are probably surfacing. Obviously, they'll probably decide it either Tuesday or Wednesday. But I mean, if you don't, I mean, if you don't go with Herbert, what does that really say on your in your trust level in him? Well, I'm just saying that they beat the 
Super Bowl favorites and defending Super or they lost to the Super Bowl right. favorites by three. And they also beat the worst team in the league last year in their first game with a rookie quarterback by three. So Justin Herbert gave him a lot better of a game than Tyrod Taylor yeah. did. And like they sh- Chargers should have won that game, if we're being honest. The Chargers should have won that game. They should have. Their defense was playing out of their mind. Patrick Mahomes didn't he had no time to throw the ball. And like whenever he did get the ball out, it was just it wasn't a good they weren't some they weren't some good passes. I mean he was throwing a couple to the ground and they just weren't like, getting many, many they weren't getting they couldn't push the ball down the field. That's their offense. They just couldn't do it. He had three hundred yards going twenty seven for forty seven and Average was six point four yards, and he usually throws the ball a lot farther than six point four yards. Yeah, it's so usually like eight or nine yards per attempt or something like that. I mean, granted, they did get the win. I mean, Harrison Bucker, he definitely was the MVP of the game. Three I mean, fifty yarders in a row. Was it's it? that's ridiculous. That is insane. I mean, I don't think I don't think most people um could kick like two in a row like from fifty yards out, and he this kid hit it from three. Steven Gostowski from last week missed. Three field goals from under forty was it under forty five, and he was all decade. Yeah, and you like you have to give credit to like their rookie holder. I think his last name is Townsend. Like it's, uh, it's people don't forget like the holder has a big impact on the kick and too as well. Never. Right, like all three of those components plus him actually kicking the ball. I mean that's it's just incredible that he and it, they were straight. They were all straight on. Like he wasn't, they didn't sway to the left or sway to the right. They were all just dead on straight, basically. Anybody who can kick three 50 yard field goals in a row, I would want on my team. Right. He's that MVP of that game. Right. I mean, Herbert, I mean, we we won't, there, he also had some like growing pains too. I mean, his interception, it was a bad thrown interception. It was, it was in double coverage. He didn't need to throw that ball. He could have just picked up the first down and ran for 10 yards and, kept the drive alive but i mean he'll he'll move on from that and he'll he'll learn from it so i mean i think justin herbert's already better than baker mayfield i mean that's kind of feels like recency bias and it's over uh overreaction mondays but i mean he's just he just looks like the guy for the chargers for years to come i hope he is because i he seems like a good guy and he has keenan allen out there to catch passes for him which can just go up and get anything but I mean, also what helped him is that running game, too. I mean, with Austin Eckler, he had a pretty big play. It was a thrown play, but he had a pretty big play, breaking tackles, making moves. I mean, he had – Austin Eckler had, I mean, 16 carries for 93 yards. He averaged 5.8 yards per carry. And then he had Joshua Kelly, the rookie that they drafted. He had 23 carries for 64 yards. I mean, not as good, but they were carrying the load. And they were they were heavy in the pass game too. I know with Justin Herbert, they wanted to make it simple, make the game easier on him. Obviously, it was his rookie start. They had a couple out uh, flats. They were throwing to Austin Eckler and Stephen Kelly, or Josh Kelly, excuse me. I mean, he had four receptions for fifty-five yards, and Kelly had two receptions for forty-nine yards. So they just wanted to get the ball out to out of Herbert's hands easily and let the playmakers make the plays out there. And it was a good decision for Anthony Lynn to do that. Back to that kicking game from Butker. I did not know he hit three. He hit those three consecutive fifty yards. He had two other field goals and missed an extra point. Yeah, had three fifty-plus yarders, but missed an extra point. Right, I mean, it's kicking game. It's there's so many variables going into it. Imagine if they were outdoors too. Like if the wind was going too. Like what if they were in Kansas City? I mean, that could have been a whole different story too. And. Right. I'm proud of him for hitting those 
50-yard field goals, I have a respect for kickers. I think it's probably one of the hardest things to do. Absolutely. And the whole, same with the holders. They don't get enough credit for holding the ball. Like, he had to hold that ball perfectly in the right spot three times in a row. Right. I mean, it's it was just ridiculous from those two, from the Chiefs. I mean, hey, when you're champions, you you pull out wins however you can. Hey, they got a W, and it doesn't matter how they got it, but they won. But so. Yeah, and then moving on to, like, another kicker, moving on to the Cowboys-Falcons game, big Greg Zerline with the unbelievable what screwball onside kick with no T. That was insane. I mean that was ridiculous. What a comeback by the the Cowboys. They were down they were down 15 in the fourth quarter with like 7 or 8 minutes left to go in the game and came back at 140 to 39. The Falcons just always find a way to choke in the last half in the second half of the game. I think they were the first ever team to lose a game when scoring 39 points or more and not committing a turnover and like the teams before that it was like a 449 and and 0. And they were the first team to lose. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I The Falcons put up a really good fight, actually. And I think they're a lot better than 0-2 stands for. They've played two different teams. About that. But the Cowboys should not have won that game. They no. should not have won that game at all. They had a lot of things go their way, like that onside kick. Great job on the onside kick. But that was a little bit of luck, a lot of skill, but a little bit of luck on their side. I mean, it's just... It, the Falcons were being the Falcons out there. I mean, how do you – you're looking at the ball, and five guys are literally around the ball. It's not even at the 10-yard line, and you can – if you just fall on the ball, the game's over. I'm not completely sure on the rolling on how these onside kicks work, but if it's rolling in front of 10 yards, can't you still just go grab Yeah, so it? receiving they team, can they can – receiving team can grab the ball even if it's not 10 yards. Kicking team, it has to go 10 yards for them to land on the ball. Right, like five miles an hour. You can get one of your guys and just jump on it, but they you, let it go ten yards. You could literally take a knee and fall on the ball, and you'd literally be fine. If you just like, if the ball the ball's rolling to you, just grab it and fall to the ground. Game's over, and you just five cowboys are literally sitting around it. Usually, when people say onside kicks are really hard to catch, that's when they're hit up into the air and they take nasty bounces. But this one was rolling at like five. I literally could have been in the front line of that receiving team and made that play. I mean, I, I don't know about that one. 300 pounds of muscle. Is if you just you. fall, <laughs> if just if fall on the ball, that's all you have to do is just fall on the ball. The play's dead. Whistle's blown and it's game over for the Falcons. But no, you just, how do you not know when you're on special teams, what the rolling and the, like the calls are? I was literally, I literally watched the play live and I'm like, it, the ball's literally rolling. It literally looks like it's going in slow motion. I'm yelling, fall on the ball. Why aren't you falling on the ball? And just they just didn't do it, and Cowboys recovered the ball. And then big Greg Zerline kicked the game-winning game winning field goal too. Yeah, I love kickers, man. They just showed up today after week one doing absolutely terrible. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you kick – and then watch. Greg Zerline's going to have, like, a bad week next week. It, kickers it, – it can be so up and down for them too, man. Like, Stephen Gasalsi, a Hall of Fame kicker who missed, like, four field goals week one. Under 40 yards for most of them too. An extra point. It's ridiculous. All decade missed an extra point. And then, I mean, Prescott, um, he played he played really good in the second half. I'm not going to lie. He finished with 450 passing yards at – a touchdown, and then I think two rushing touchdowns, and he had a 109 QBR and 72 completion percentage. So, I mean, he stepped up. He had a really good game, but going back to that offensive line talk, they can the Cowboys can almost get anything going because their offensive line is so good. 
Nah, they're they're not as good as they used to be. They lost uh, Travis Frederick. He retired. They're, they're big they center. Still so good. They're probably one of the best. They're getting older though, and like injuries are gonna start hitting them. I, I, they're, they're definitely the Cowboys' offense is still top five, but they're not as the dominant as before that. That's all. Okay. He but, took one sack. Okay, so who was on the Falcons' defensive line that you'd be scared of? Also, a solid point. <laughs> so I mean, it counters out sometimes, but I mean, they just had they had Cowboys. They, they, you got to give them credit. They stepped up. They did what they needed to do to get back in the game, and they won the game. But I just feel like they just looked like the same team from last year. They look like Jason Garrett's old offense. I don't see anything new from the team. I don't see any new schemes or plays or trick plays that they're running. It just looks like the same old team, and I just don't think that's a winning football team playing like I that. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think that just also shows how bad that division is. Yeah, I mean, you I literally – those teams. Literally, the Washington football team that doesn't even have a name is literally one one on top of the division right now. It's honestly almost embarrassing for the Cowboys to have that much talent and still. I feel they look they look really good on paper, but then you just see them on the field and they just don't look like they can play against a team that's also not very good in the Falcons. They let up thirty nine points too. <laughs> Granted, their middle linebacker was out with some sort of injury, but. He's a big captain, but you still can't let up 39 points to the Falcons. Yeah, imagine being the one team out of 455 matchups of football in history to be the one team to lose when you've scored 39 points and haven't committed a turnover. Let it be the Falcons, though, instead of – or, of course, because they did it in the Super Bowl. Right, it was uh, it was their second biggest blown lead in oh, the last few years because they blew – they were up 20 – they were 20, 20 nothing in the first quarter. It's embarrassing. No, I mean, again, I just don't think I'm, this Cowboys team is definitely going to win that division. I mean, if they didn't win the division, then I feel like they should ship every single player out of that franchise if they do not win this division. I mean, I'm not signing Dak Prescott to a long-term extension contract, no matter what he does this season, to be honest with you. He just doesn't seem like a, good, a franchise quarterback. I almost feel more confident with Andy Dalton back there instead of Dak Prescott just uh, because he has playoff experience. He's been in the league for longer. Yeah, I mean, their their first four years, I saw a graph, their first four years were basically identical between Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott. They were basically identical with wins and uh, passing yards and touchdowns. I think Dak Prescott had, like, um, his, he had one playoff career win, which Andy Dalton didn't have. But, yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, they don't – if Jerry Jones and that Cowboys front office don't like Dak Prescott and go a different route and maybe play Andy Dalton with that team instead. You know Jerry Jones is going to keep him in there, though. They kept the coach in there for so long before letting him go. They just need to, like, get him out of there. Yeah, but – Jerry Jones out of there before any of your players. That's That'll never happen, though. But, <laughs> but I mean, if Jerry Jones really wanted to sign Dak Prescott, don't you think he'd, ever, he'd sign the contract? He'd do the contract already? Well, he has another year left to see how he does. He might get hurt, something like that. So he might be taking his time, but I think they will end up signing him back. I hope you're wrong because I do not want the Dallas Cowboys to be mediocre with Dak Prescott behind them. You like Dak Prescott? I don't like Dak Prescott. He he's average. He has all this talent around him, and he's he just he can't get he can't win it like a big one. He can't win against a top five team in the league. He he loses all those games. They have. They they drafted a 
wide receiver in the first round. Yep, CeeDee Lamb. When they could have gotten so many other things. They already had so many targets on offense and weapons, but they went with another receiver because they still didn't feel confident with Dak Prescott not having enough targets. With that great offensive line, with Zeke as your running back, exactly. with the with Amari Cooper, Micah Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. And imagine if he signs a big contract extension, you're not going to be able to sign all those players. You're not going to be able to sign CeeDee Lamb when he comes available. You're not going to be able to resign some of those um offensive lineman like you're if you give Dak that money you're taking money away from the talent that he needs around him which he can't even win with around him maybe the Cowboys should tank for Trevor I I this was this was crazy to me but I feel like the Cowboys should have traded Dak Prescott to the Miami Dolphins for Tua or and drafted Justin Herbert or Tua they they have way too much faith in him they I know they they need to take a risk man Jerry Jones has way too much faith in Dak Prescott and I don't see why he he hasn't he okay he's proven to be an NFL starter a, like a caliber he can play the position but he with all that talent you'd think they'd be in the NFC Championship game at least one time especially because the division is so bad right they didn't even win the division last year and Carson Wentz had nobody around him and won the division didn't they have like the most drops right the they literally had fifth and sixth practice squad players that he was throwing to basically the Cowboys who had the most the most like expensive franchise could not figure out a way to beat that. Right. You have a number one running back in Zeke. You have a number one wide receiver in Amari Cooper. And you had a top five offensive line. And you couldn't beat and last year the Eagles practice squad. A Hall of Fame Jason Witten last year. Right. I mean, Jason Witten was more there, I feel like, for as like as chemistry and like learning more than rather his play. But no, Jason Witten, yeah. But they, they also – they just they just can't do it. I don't I don't get it. It's, I think it's the quarterback. It starts at the top. If you had a different quarterback in there, I feel like they'd be a different offense and a different team. That's why I think they should just chuck Andy Dalton in there for maybe a start against a team that they don't feel confident in. Just see what happens yeah, in mean, the second half if they're getting blown out like they were in the first half. Granted, they came back. Put Andy Dalton in there and see how he does. Yeah, we will see. As we now move on to the probably the game of the week, the Sunday night football game between the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots, a big back and forth game between Russell Wilson and Cam Newton. Seahawks came out on top, thirty-five to thirty, even though Cam Newton could have won the game with two seconds left at the one one or two yard line, could have ran it in, but got stopped by the Seattle front, and they lost thirty-five to thirty. This game, this game was nuts. I'm gonna be honest. This game was insane. Seahawks looked unstoppable. Russell Wilson looked unstoppable. Five passing touchdowns to five different uh, Seahawks um, players, and he, he threw one pick. He threw the one pick, and the, the one pick was a tipped off of a Seahawks player and shouldn't even have been a pick. It was kind of a stupid thing. But he had 132 QBR and I said he played 75% of his passes. I mean. If that's not the MVP right there, week through week two, I don't know who he is. Russell Wilson deserves a lot more credit than he's given, and he's given a lot of credit, but he should have been MVP last year, in my opinion. I can't argue with that. Even this though year, he's making a pretty strong case for it as well. Five touchdowns, that's that's amazing. Yeah, through five, two, five different Seahawks people last night. I mean, he he's on he's been he hasn't even gotten an MVP vote throughout his eight year career. And he should almost have two MVP trophies. Right, it's ridiculous. It's it's nuts on the stuff he he has nine touchdowns in two weeks. That's 
And uh-huh. Plus, his rushing game has not really gotten going. No. Carson had 17 carries, 72 yards. And Russell Wilson had 39 yards off five carries. So And half of those carries are because of his offensive line are just so bad and the pocket collapse and he's got to scramble for a f- run, basically. And the defense has no idea if he's going to on the run throw it 50 yards for a touchdown or if he's going to run it for 20. So he's a real hard guy to guard, in my opinion. Probably one of the hardest. He's he's completed 52 passes of his 63 attempts. I mean, if that's, that's just ridiculous through two weeks, I mean – his completion percentage is 82 and a half right now. He only incompleted seven passes this week. <laughs> against against the New England Patriots, the number one defense right. ranked last year. I This guy deserves so much more props than he's given. Yeah. The Patriots had a lot of their – they had a few of their defensive players yeah, opt-out. I, I think they year. lost – I think through opt-outs and through free agency, they lost a total of six starters, yeah. which is more than half. But still, it's Bill Belichick. It's the Patriots offense. The, I mean, the Patriots defense, the Patriot way. I mean, completely shredded them. He's, his QBR is 140 right now. The one thing I wish Bill Belichick did just to rub it in the Seahawks fans' faces is when they were on the one-yard line for a goal. Throw the ball. I they threw it and completed it. Yeah, I was down. looking on social media after the game. They should have said, why Why would you run a, on for, on, a, on the one-yard line? Why wouldn't you throw the ball? I and memes like that. just shoved it down the Seahawks fans' throat saying, we can do that. You guys can't. Yeah, I mean, granted, he was still sacked two times. I mean, he's going he's gonna to get sacked two times basically every week. You can also almost count that. Like That's obviously going to happen. The offensive line is just not good, and Russell Wilson just puts him on his back and carries him. He got sacked twice, but he probably escaped two or three more sacks just with his legs. Oh, yeah, his five rushes, probably at least two or three of those, it's because avoiding a sack. Which is him stepping up in the pocket or him rolling out, still making a play. Props to him. And his his deep ball throw ability is ridiculous, man. His his long uh last last night was fifty four it was a fifty four yard uh touchdown. Um yeah, it was DK Metcalf. That was a perfect listen, spiral. It, listen, he threw a perfect spiral, perfect ball, but if I had DK Metcalf running down the field as fast as he can and jump as high as he can, I'd throw it down there every time. Yeah, it, it wasn't even even jump though. DK literally was running and it just landed like right into his lap. I'm saying I'd do it more. He put a great ball on that, but if ever I'm in trouble, I'm throwing it to that guy just as far as can be. Yeah, and it's not even like he has he has weapons too. He has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett with, and also a big guy that showed up yet last night was David Moore. I don't know. Did you see that? insane sideline catch on the pylon i don't know how david moore kept his right foot inbounds and to know and be that aware he was literally like inches away from being out of bounds the one-hander are usually people's favorite catches but my favorite are when they keep their feet inbounds and just toe tap it those are the most field aware like it's amazing to me how people and those are like those are the fastest but like fastest action plays too because wilson i mean he's throwing the he's like i feel like he's I mean, this is he. I feel like he's the best deep ball thrower. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is he can throw it as probably the farthest, but like Russell Wilson's accuracy and just the way the ball comes into the receiver's like hands, it's just perfectly placed. It's basically just handing it off to him. He's a great deep ball thrower, and I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do as a quarterback, but. Good for him for escaping those sacks, getting out of the pocket, and just playing the game that he does. Yeah, I feel like playing baseball has to have some 
connection to playing quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. What he, position did he play? Patrick, I, I, he played infield. I think it was like second base or shortstop. I was say thrown on the run on a ground ball. That right. Should- he can throw it. Like Russell Wilson, he was he was literally signed to the Yankees like spring training team one time or whatever. I mean, Kyler Murray was drafted. Mahomes was. Yeah, I mean, I a lot. I feel like if you play baseball, you should probably consider having your kid play football and play quarterback just because the connection. I feel like it helps so much with Kyler Murray though got drafted in the top five in football and baseball. Yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous, and he's going to be an NFL star for years to come. I feel like too. I think he's going to be an MVP this year, or in the race. We'll see. I mean, we'll see about that. I mean, it's very possible. And D Hop now, who just catches touchdowns and doesn't drop anything. Good for him. Yeah, he had 14 receptions the first week. That was his most in his career as an NFL player. But moving moving to the other side of the field, which 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 was Cam Newton and the Patriots. That he played outstanding. He he was he looked like he had 397 yards. He threw one touchdown and ran two more in, and he ran did for 47 yards as well. I mean, it's ridiculous. He had yeah, 11 rushes for 47 yards. I mean, it was great. His his longest run was 49 yards. So, I mean, Cam Newton's obviously we obviously know he's a dual threat, but his throwing ability he had 30 397 yards and completed 68 percent of his passes. I mean. That's that sounds like a very good day throwing the ball Old to me. Vintage Cam Newton from his MVP days. He didn't look like vintage just because he wasn't. He he, he doesn't wasn't have any receivers to throw to. Okay, put some respect on Julian Edelman's name. That kid had he had eight receptions, one hundred seventy nine yards. Okay, name one other one. I've never even heard of their second. Right. Okay, he's Julian Edelman's their only receiver. I will give Demir you that. Bird. I have never heard of this guy, and he was their second highest receiver. Yeah, I'll give you that. He has nobody else, but I, you have to give to Cam Newton, man. He he didn't look like the MVP, but just because he wasn't running and putting him his body in harm's way as he used to do it, just because he, he, he's on the line, he was taking some hits when he was running in. I saw him take a few hits at least. Oh well, yeah, he's definitely taking hits, but he's not like in open field. He's he's sliding. He's going out of bounds more. He's not he's going smarter. Right, like a quarterback should. Right, and he knows obviously because he was injured. Um and lost his job with the Panthers and now is with the Patriots. What a smart move by Bill Belichick. I don't know why nobody else did it. Um, Guy always finds a weapon out of anywhere. Yeah, right. he'll literally find somebody at the supermarket to go play tight end for him. I mean, Cam Newton, he uh, he was one of his best throwing games, I feel like. I mean, he was just putting the ball in the perfect spot for Julian Edelman. He had a really good deep ball with Jamal Adams draped on Julian Edelman. It was like, third and 10 or something like that with a couple minutes left in the game to try to get back in the game and throws a deep ball to Julian Edelman makes the grab for it. It was just a great all-around game for Newton. And the running game wasn't even really going. I mean, Cam Newton was the running game. I mean, Sony Michelle, their actual running back, he had seven rushes for 19 yards, and that was basically it. And Patriots do have a pretty good offensive line too. Bill has put those guys out there and when Bill Belichick's the other coach I'm I'm not going to say I'll never bet against him but he always finds a way to make it a good game which I don't think this Patriots game should have been near as close as it was right. how good the Seahawks were but and like also I feel like Bill Belichick's changed his 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 way a little bit I feel like his his play calls they're way different to with Tom Brady cuz well, he needs to be cuz Cam can run right and exactly and that just just shows that 
the Belichick genius in him is because he's able to change his his whole scheme and playbook for one Cam Newton. He was they they ran power power, power keep, quarterback runs right Never would Cam or Tom Brady do right. That. They literally ran it four or five times with Cam Newton and scored two touchdowns off of it. And almost had a third at the end of the game, but in like the way. They're they're throwing screen they're doing screen passes they're doing RPOs I mean you're not doing that with Tom Brady and it's just the, the genius of Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick um, to be aware and to use Cam Newton's strengths and exploit them basically. Bill Belichick is always going to be probably the top five coach, top three coach maybe. Yeah, I mean I I in my opinion I think like he's the greatest quarterback or coach of all time. But I mean it's obviously up for debate. But I mean just the way. He can he his defense can play. I mean his defense he he did bad on defense. Let's not get it. He he did really bad on defense this time. He let Wilson torch them this game. But I mean Wilson, I don't think that was Bill's fault. A lot of people opted out. They couldn't keep a lot of their guys. They left. But and Wilson Wilson's an MVP candidate, if not probably maybe right. the MVP this year. Right. So. Yeah, I mean that is true. Wilson is just a different breed. I mean I'm putting him right. Barely under Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I agree with that. I mean, it's. I mean, granted, like Bill Belichick can throw different things at you. Like week one, they played a lot, a bunch of zone, and then week two, they were playing like a lot of zone coverage and weren't throwing as many blisses as they were before, just because they know Wilson could probably scramble around and. Um, That's where he makes his money is out of the pocket. Right, and throwing on the run or running to gain some yards and get a first down or whatever. It's just the genius in Wilson. And, I mean, Holmes did that, too, with back to the Chargers and Chiefs games. But Holmes, he ran – it was like a four – it was a third and 20 or fourth and 20, and he ran for yeah, 21 yards. third and 20, he ran for 21 yards and took a pretty big hit at the end of that. He put his body out on the line. Right, and that was that was the overtime one, right? Wasn't that – was the one to set up the kit for Harrison Bucker to kick three 50-plus-yard field goals right down the middle. it was the one before to go into overtime. Oh, it was? Okay. Thanks, Joe, for the correction. I didn't want to look like an idiot out there, but yeah. So base, yeah, it was just all around. I mean, I think, I think this Patriots team—they did lose the game, but I, Seahawks are also a Super Bowl contending team, and most some people didn't even think the Patriots were going to make the playoffs. But I think they're going to win the division now. I don't know about the division because the Bills, I think, are going to get that, but they will definitely be second. I don't buy the Bills. I don't buy Josh Allen. I'm empty I'm yards. Into Josh empty Allen. yards. Empty yards. Empty yards. Four hundred fifty. That's empty yards. Okay, he can throw it a little bit, but a little no, bit. <laughs> it's empty yards. Those are empty yards. Last year he couldn't do anything because he had one good receiver. Now they picked up Stefan Diggs. He's just going to be slanging it all over the football field. Now he's he'll sling it over the receiver twenty yards down the field. He'll yeah, sling it over him. Yep. Josh Allen's not it, man. Josh Allen is. I do. It. I'm he not trusting that division. I'm picking Dak Prescott over Josh Allen. Oh, I don't. I don't even like no. Dak Prescott. Get out of here. Yep. Nope, I'm not he getting out four, of here. Yeah, he are you kidding me? Mm. He missed 11 passes. He had 417 yards. He averaged 11, pretty much 12 yards a throw, four touchdowns. Can he you, took one sack. Can you tell me who they played? They did play the Dolphins. <laughs> and they almost lost to the Dolphins. They won by three freaking points. It's not Josh Allen's fault that their defense couldn't hold them to 20 points. But he also threw 417 yards against the Miami Dolphins, who had a top five the pick. 400 yards is amazing. That's a great day. Cam Newton almost had 400 yards against the Seattle Seahawks. Good for Cam, but four, you can't be mad at 400 yards. I'm not mad. I'm just saying everybody thinks Josh Allen is is 
No, Josh Allen's not. He's not even. He's not. He's not better. He's better than Sam Darnold, but he's not going to be better than Tua. Tua's going to be blowing him out of the waters in a couple of years. All right, whatever. He's <laughs> in whatever. <Stephon laughs> look at this: eight receptions, 153 yards. That's Stefan Diggs. That's Stefan Diggs for you. John Brown had four receptions, 82 yards. Cole Beasley had 70 yards, five receptions. I, McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie had 47 yards. He was just distributing it to everybody. There were f- five, six people who had 20 yards or above. He was just throwing it to everybody. I mean, I'd hope you'd be throwing it to everybody against the Miami Dolphins. That's what he's doing, what he's got to do. He put up 31 points. That should win you a football game. Their defense couldn't get him anything. I mean, agree to disagree, I feel like, here. Just because, I mean, you'll see in the playoffs, Josh Allen, Josh Allen will become a Lamar Jackson. He's not going to win a game. He won't win a game. It's pretty hard to win your first playoff game. Or, no, it would be his first. He played last year in the playoffs, didn't he? Playoffs is different football. It's not regular season football. So well, you gotta be that. You gotta be the same player, if not a better player, come postseason time. And that's the same thing with Lamar Jackson. It's a question mark on you're him. You're acting right now like Tua Tagovailoa is gonna be a playoff quarterback. Oh yeah, he will. Yeah. Okay. Next year he will. Next year the Dolphins. You think they're going to the playoffs? If the they Patriots have Tua back the there. Bills in their division. Nah, because I don't think the Bills are gonna make the playoffs next year. Okay. All right, I think we're good on that big Sunday night football game, though. Moving on to power rankings. This is going to be de- very debatable here. It's going to get very interesting. How about you start Let's you start with your, your, your fifth-place team first? I have – actually, I have the Seahawks at fifth. Yeah, we're going to be having a couple of arguments over here. I have the Seahawks at fifth, which – I this can all very much change, by the way, because right, obviously the power rankings we have this each week. This will be a weekly segment for us too. I think I have the Saints in my top five, but depending on how they play tonight, that list can be very easily reordered. That's, that is very true. The Saints did not play well week one. However, I don't think they will play bad two weeks in a row, even though Mike Michael Thomas is out. Right. I mean, who who else is going to throw it to? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an Alvin Kamara uh, yeah, game, basically. He's going to have a field day. Right, and I'm playing him in fantasy. I'm up like 40 points. I'm kind of hoping he doesn't go off, but we'll see. I got Josh Jacobs, though, so we'll see how it goes. But, yep. yeah, moving on to what's your fourth team? My fourth team is the Chiefs. I moved the Chiefs down because a rookie quarterback who yeah. knew they got the start that day took him into overtime listen yeah. he might have had a bad game but that team just did not seem to work well that day yeah i probably would have the chiefs a little higher too on my list we'll get to my list after we get with joe's but i would probably would have had them a couple a little bit higher if they actually played some decent football third i have the packers and once i see the packers saints game where the packers play a team that knows they're left from the right foot <laughs> i that list will probably be reordered because that'll be a lot better yeah. game to test how they play yeah but they have put up so many points they've put up 40 points in both games against the lions and the vikings who are both zero and two but yeah I they seem unstoppable on offense. Their defense needs a lot right. of work. But let, let me just let me just give some context for the audience here. He is a diehard Packers fan. No, not so diehard, not diehard. Oh, not a diehard. He's just. I am a Packer fan, but I do believe that the Saints will give them a much better game than 
any of the other teams, obviously. I don't know if the Packers will win. It will definitely be, I think, a better game. I'd hope it would be a better game. 42 to 21 isn't the best Yeah, I feel like I'd hope it would be a better game. That game will be on Monday Night Football, too. On my birthday. On his on Joe's birthday, big shout out to Joe on his birthday let's a week get a from w now. W on my birthday. Yeah, let's hope let's hope you do. All right, so moving on, what are you at two right now? I have two. I have the Saints, which I right. think can move very easily. Right, obviously on how they do. Obviously. Even if they win against the Raiders, they might go down just because they don't have a good game. But the Saints have in the past few years in the regular season have just been unstoppable up to a point. Yeah. So. Drew Brees is also just lighting it up the right. last few years, but and then one I have the Ravens, which right, yeah. they just beat anybody. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I mean, MVP last. They year. look like they're playing some like not like power. They're they're playing like some F, FCS team or something out there. It looks like they're in college right now playing a bunch of. And the Ravens as well. It's not like they're winning by four or five points. Like they're they're beating. <laughs> Good team, right? They beat the Browns. They, they they let the Browns only get six points. Who the Browns? They scored what 30, 30 five. 35. Yeah, they put held them to six, and they, they have, scored thirty three against the Texans. Which right, is a good team. They were in the playoffs last year. Right, and then that defense only gave up like sixteen, 16 points. points. Let up twenty two points in their first two games, and they've scored probably three times that, double that. Right. I mean, the Ravens are rolling. It, it's not a matter of if they're going to be one of the best teams in the regular season. It's a matter of if they can advance in the playoffs. They will make the playoffs, but the division is up for grabs with Pittsburgh because their defensive line can just roll through any offensive line. Yeah. And now, now they have four formidable teams that can actually play a football game against each other. Right. Let's see your top five. All right, starting so at five. starting at five, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, <laughs> let's get some more context out here. He is a Rams fan, so I don't know. Whose house? Rams house. Yeah, so I'm a Rams fan. I mean, they just they looked good against the Cowboys. I wouldn't say They're great. Cowboys. <laughs> Listen, man, you got to the Cowboys. They look, on paper the Cowboys should be in a con, Super Bowl That's contender. On paper. on paper, the Packers were last in their division i don't know who what paper you're looking at but i didn't i don't remember ever seeing a pat the packers being the last in the division all right four but and no but any but the brand no. they just look good on they look good on defense they yeah, they look they, they jalen ramsey who just runs through people with yeah aaron donald's throwing people around like he's the rag dolls out there I mean, Jalen Ramsey, he had a good sell against Michael Gallup in that Sunday night football matchup where he, for the P.I., offensive P.I. Um, week two, okay, yeah. You can't be happy with someone selling a flag. I'm not, on, you can't give them it's, five because Jalen Ramsey sold a flag. It's called it's called IQ. It was good IQ play. He knew he was beat. He knew he was beat. He knew he was beat. So it was a little bit of a push off. Hey, he got Gallup. beat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he but got beat. he got pushed. It was a push off, though. It was a push off. Okay, who's it for? I had four of the Saints, just because it. All these five teams or all these top four teams, I feel like they can move up and down. Basically, okay. I mean, this is a very fluid list. Obviously, it's power rankings, but I mean, Saints—they're just always a top, top team. I mean, you got when you got Breeze, Kamara. I mean, Michael Thomas is hurt right now, but he'll be back in the future. Taysom Hill, by the way, great all around. Swiss Army knife. Love him. But and Latavius Murray is a backup running back. He's a decent backup running back. Offensive line is always solid. 
Like, I don't see Drew Brees ever feeling pressure or getting sacked. I mean, the defensive line with Cameron Jordan, good defensive line. I mean, Saints are the Saints. At number three of the Chiefs, yep. they, would, they, would, they would be moved up. I mean, they did almost lose to a rookie quarterback in his first start. Um, but they did win the game. So, I mean, they are the Chiefs. Winners find out, find ways to win. Right? Winners, winners like that find a way to win however they can. That's literally the exact words I wrote down on my notes. So, <laughs> and number two, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Just the way Russell Wilson destroyed and torched that Patriots offense with five touchdowns and five different receivers. He was running all over the place. The he was off defense with five missing starters from last year. Russell Wilson MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, just the way that defense, Jamal Adams, oh, my God, 10 tackles yesterday. He had uh, two. He had a sack as well. He had a sack. He had two QB hit pressures, and he had he was just all over. He was an animal out there. He's the leader of that defense. He's the leader of that defense, and he's only played there for two weeks. He can he can rush. He's, his best uh, ability is probably rushing the quarterback, to be honest with you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jamal Adams is Jamal Adams. What a good pickup by them. And then number one, Ravens. I mean, you can't argue it. You can't argue. I mean, I feel like you'd argue if you put them below. When they play below, a team who. They play Chiefs next Monday. Yep. I can't wait for that. Yeah, there's going to be some good matchups. I think Sunday Night Football, Saints, Packers, and then Chiefs, Ravens. So those are. Next Monday they play them tonight, don't they? It's Saints, Raiders tonight. Oh, there's two Monday night football games, right? No, they're Saints well, Raiders I tonight. I the Packers play on my birthday. That's a Monday. No, nah, Chiefs Ra- Chiefs Ravens play Monday night. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check me, man. What are you talking about? Spit facts. Ah! So yeah, so maybe they lose, and that'll be a bad gift for you on your birthday. Uh, they're home. I think they're home that game too. Packers are home, I believe that game. They're not? Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. New Orleans is 54% to win. Saints versus Packers at Mercedes-Benz. Okay, yeah, so it was, I was wrong about one thing here. Yeah, but those those top five, one Ravens, two Seahawks, three Chiefs, four Saints, five Rams. Devontae Adams is questionable. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's tough. If you lose, you're hey, basically... Michael Thomas is questionable, too. If, if you lose your... One wide receiver. That's gonna be tough. One wide receiver. Who else do you have? They have Alan Lazard and Mark. Who? Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard, who both just finds ways to get open. Granted, again, it was against an awful secondary with Minnesota and an awful secondary with the Lions, but right. But Saints, their number two is Emmanuel Sanders, Super Bowl champion. He went to the Super Bowl last year with the 49ers. He's he's a it's a very quality good pick. They don't have good wide receivers. You're right. I'm just saying the Packers do too. Aaron Rodgers Co- coming from a Packers fan, Rodgers. coming from a Packers fan, he thinks I he's got watched, wide receivers. I've watched both of the games, and I'm telling you. And right. how how are the teams that they played? Are, what's the record? Was, Supposed to be amazing this year. They no, I, I did not. Nobody, I didn't think they were gonna be good. They lost, they lost some key players okay. like Everson Griffin. Aaron Rodgers spread the ball out to everyone. He had As Adams, he Scantling, and Lazard all had four catches, fifty plus yards. And then in the Lions game, the, he just spreads the ball out to everybody. The Lions game, Devontae Adams got hurt in the second half, pretty much, and he couldn't, didn't come back. And he, he still was just throwing the ball around. Even to his running backs, he was throwing the ball around. 
five people had 20 plus yards. That's a okay. Yeah, it's week. It's week one and week two. Aaron Rodgers again. He doesn't even need to throw it to win. Aaron Jones had two touchdowns running and ran for 168 yards. And did, Packers- did you just say Aaron? Yeah, okay, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones is a beast. You you guys need to let Aaron Jones loose. I don't know what uh, Matt Lafleur is doing with not what with- he's doing is winning games by 20 points against the Lions and the Vikings. Winners find a way to win. You wrote it down in your notes, best buddy. Okay, that's a that's like that's a Super Bowl contender <laughs> to back hey, to back NFC Championship like. and got blown out by like twenty eight. They run. They're working on it. They're working on They're it. Working They're, on working on it. On They're working on it. They are. <laughs> the Lions rushing. They held them to eighty nine rushing yards. Line Adrian Peterson. Hey, you said it. Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson. I mean, I didn't say that. You said that. Very on. He's a Hall of Famer. Okay, he is, but. What is Adrian Peterson going to do right now? Are you drafting Adrian Peterson fantasy football? No, I'm not drafting. Exactly. Adrian Peterson in fantasy football. The only Lions players I'm drafting is Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. And they and play offense. Kenny Galladay's hurt. <laughs> yes, and I have him on my fantasy team. Come back, Kenny Galladay. Um, but I mean, yeah, those are my top five and your top five. I'm assuming. I'm assuming the the four will probably stay the same. I'm assuming that five will change. Hey, I'm saying right now, if the Packers beat the Saints this Friday, they're moving they up to number be, one. <laughs> no, they will not be number one, but they will be in everyone's top five. They should be. Yeah, it depends on the win too, though. No, it does not. They beat a. a hey, that's team. right. Winners find a way to win. Winners find a way to win. You said it best. That's true. They um, do have a rough schedule though. Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, Texans, Vikings again, 49ers. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like your 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 schedule is just really rough through the middle of the season. I knew you'd be pretty good at the first the first half, but I mean your middle division. We'll see how it goes. And out. they have bye week four, which is it's awful. N- you, you, it's terrible. Hey, Rams got week nine, baby. Let's go. That's that's break where you want it. It's middle of the year. We lost that bet. Um. Well, I mean, you'll have you'll have a good season. You'll make the playoffs and play in a wild card game. Hey, I don't know if we'll make the playoffs yet. I'm just saying, for, <laughs> through these first two games, okay, they yeah, need the first to make two the games. Okay, yeah, obviously they make the playoffs with the first two games, but there's there's gonna be seven teams now in the playoffs instead of six, which is gonna be good because my Rams would have made the playoffs last year if they had seven this year. The Packers did. I mean, okay, and you... then beat the Seahawks, who had Russell Wilson first game, then may or may not have gotten torched in the second game. Right. Was it really an NFC Championship game, or was it the 49ers like going against the practice team for the Super Bowl? Oh, <laughs> yeah, just like everyone who played the Rams last week or last year who couldn't. Hey, hey, hey! We were we were building. We were building. We were we had to get rid of some bad cap. We had we had to get rid of oh, Cooks. Yeah. We had to get rid of. Uh, Clay- Brandon Cooks, you need to get rid of a great wide receiver. We need to get rid of T- Todd Gurley. I mean, his arthritis. He's like a seven year old man out there, but you know, seven year old man. Falcons is kind of lighting it up. Uh, week one, he did well. Week one, he did well. <laughs> he retracted that statement I real quick. Statement. He retracted that really well. good. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I love how it's the beginning of the season and that we're, we're talking about two games and we're overacting to probably half the stuff we're talking about right now. And I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that too. I love love making making some noise out in the world. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking, but she's barking right now. 
Um, I retract that statement about Todd Gurley doing well in week one. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't I didn't want to press you on that and say no, but I don't think he was doing good because I played him in fantasy week one. And yeah. I, I really thought he had a better game, but not looking at the numbers. He got torched against the Seahawks, or they, yeah. Falcons did. They only lost by two touchdowns. I'm it was a good game until the third quarter, and Russell Wilson kind of went off after yeah. that. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's power rankings, baby. All right, moving on to our week three predictions, our picks. First, we'll start off with the Thursday night football game between the Dolphins and the Jags. I mean, I have the Dolphins winning that game. I have the Jaguars winning that oh game. Oh, my God. This dude is all about Minshew mania right now, man. I got that jersey, and they are rolling. Listen, you're lucky Fitzpatrick's starting right now. If he goes down, it's game over. 42 nothing. Dolphins are going to win the game. Two is going to throw for five touchdowns. Gardner Minshew's going to have a week one game where he only incompletes one pass, and he's just going to Dude, go th- what, the funny thing about that game is that like they're both bad teams, but it's going to be an interesting bad game. That's, those are almost the more fun games to see right. who worse. <laughs> right, like who's going to play worse? All right, moving on to the Sunday games, the noon o'clock games. It's Bears versus the Falcons. I picked the Bears. I have the Falcons. Care to explain? Well, I think that the Falcons are just better than the Bears. They, hey, again, coming from a Packers fan, maybe I that, am a okay. Yeah, yeah. Part, but let's put some context in there. Trubisky had two good games. His first two games, two pretty good games. Mitchell Trubisky has not had three yeah. good games in a row in a long time. So yeah, something's gonna fall. I mean, off. David pick- Montgomery got hurt. The running back. So they just extended Tariq Cohen for like three more years, but that doesn't really have anything to do with what we're saying right now. But just thought I'd mention that. Um, I have I picked the Bears just because I feel like the Falcons they're just after losing or go losing the game to the Cowboys. I feel like they're just not into that it. It's a heartbreaker, right? And I feel like I don't know the Falcons. They play either really well or really bad. And I think they played really well last week, and, and it's gonna lost. be a really, it's gonna be a really bad week this week. And I just think the Bears defense they're picking it up. I think they're gonna get. It's going to be good. And next, it's Rams versus Bills. I mean, do I need to say who I'm going with? I don't like Josh Allen, and my favorite team's the Rams. I mean, that's a pretty easy one to pick. I'm picking the Bills. I'm picking the Rams. I have the Bills. I don't think the Rams. Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback, but he doesn't get enough credit. He gets as much credit as he deserves. No. He's he's fine. But Buffalo. I think Aaron Donald is just going to make it so hard for Josh Allen. I think to... Stephon Diggs is going to have another game. He's got Jalen Ramsey on him all day, every Watch. day. He's going to get beat and have to sell a few calls then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, you're going to take Stephon Diggs over J- Jalen Ramsey? I will. You don't think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league? Oh, I do, but I think defense is a lot harder than offense. So Jalen Ramsey is going to need yeah, help. Yeah, but defense wins championships. Not, that's not what the Chiefs Yeah, but if Aaron, Don- if, if Aaron Donald's getting to Josh Allen in, let's say, two and a half seconds, you think Josh Allen has an absolute cannon for an arm. He can throw wherever he wants. Yeah, he'll throw a 30 yards over Stephon Diggs' head. Okay. He's- but then we'll get a flag because uh, your uh, cornerback is going to need to sell something. <laughs> okay. You agree to this. You're next, you have the Washington football team against the Browns. I have the Browns. I have the Browns as well. Okay. I think they're coming off a win. I think they'll just keep going. Yeah, and I think they're going to lean on that run game, which they learned in the Thursday night football game against the Bengals. Uh, next is the Titans versus the Vikings. I got the Titans. I have the Vikings. Ooh, care to explain? I think the Vikings are in desperate need of a win. The Titans almost lost to 
<sighs> the Dolphins, which you mean? You mean the Jags? The Jaguars. You're right. Good call. Come on, man. I don't even know your guy Minshew <laughs> Mania over there, man. They almost lost to the Dolphins, which are not a good team. Which... Jaguars. <laughs> Wait. Okay. You just. <laughs> okay. Are you really lost... a Minshew Mania man? Uh, they lost to a. They almost lost to a bad team. They only beat them by three. They should have annihilated them. And Daskowski needs to figure out how to kick a ball. I just think the Vikings' defense is just not good. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, so that's it's that easy for me to pick the Titans. Kirk has some good games, and he's had two bad yeah. games his first year. Next, it's the Raiders versus the Patriots. I got Cam Newton going crazy in that game. Patriots I win. Too. I think it'll be a close one, though, for Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to run it all over him. I think I think Bill Belichick's got something for that run game, but I mean, Patriots are going to win either way. Yeah. So, uh, next is 49ers versus Giants. I have the Giants win the game. Do I? I have the Giants winning the game. No, you do not. You can you can see right there. I have the Giants winning the game. Mate, is it because of all the injuries? Yes. Saquon Barkley, their best player, towards ACL. Do the 49ers have a defensive line playing in the game? They don't need one. I'm picking the Giants to win that game. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play. I have the 49. I don't care. Oh, really? I did not hear that. He got he had a high ankle sprain. He got hurt in the third quarter. Didn't play the second half. Does that mean he's not going to play though? Is he out? I don't think it's confirmed. Oh, I don't, I in, to, injury I injury reports. Right I think I might need to change my pick <laughs> if I see this. Hold on. I think the injury reports come out Wednesday. I'm not totally sure though, but I don't, he had a, he didn't play the second half of the game, and CJ Berthard played the rest of the way. I think it was a high ankle sprain or something like that. I remember that. hearing high ankle sprain, but if he's out, go on to the next one, but I need to see this. Okay, as as Joe is about to have a heart attack if Jimmy G does not play the game. I don't really like Jimmy G, but I, I don't know. like him either. I need to figure this out. I don't know where Um. Yeah, but I mean, they. I'll, I'll talk about more about the 49ers defense. They, I mean, their, their injuries they just lost. Jimmy G had a high ankle sprain. Raheem Moster hurt his MCL sprain. Nick Bosa had an ACL torn. D Ford was out. George Kittle, his MCL is sprained. DJ Jones, their defensive uh, defensive end, he got hurt. Solomon Thomas, their uh, defensive tackle, has a torn ACL too. Okay, hold on, hold on. But now the Giants, their best running back, their best wide receiver. Their safety and their linebacker are all out. Right, so I'm sure it is out of the game. I forgot to mention that part, but I'm still questionable. Questionable, not out yet. Okay, questionable. So is Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, questionable? Not okay, out. but I I think the but maybe they sit him because they think they're gonna win that game. And they don't win that game. I still got the 49ers then. I have the Giants winning, but the 49ers players they got hurt playing against the Jets on that field. Apparently, the Jets like the the MetLife Stadium. They, it was like sticky, like the field felt sticky. That's why some of these injuries are happening to the 49ers, and they have to play there again uh, against the Giants. So I'm picking the Giants just because, just because I don't like the 49ers either. Um, That's because they're in your division, huh? It's like you and the Bears. So oh, okay, you didn't put that one out there though. That's true, but oh, I got you now. um, next is uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals taking on the 0-2 Eagles. I'm picking the Bengals to win that game. Go Joe Burrow. Go Big Joe. Big Joe. Yeah, I think Eagles are going to go 0-3. They have no offensive line, and Joe Burrow is just running wild. Cincinnati doesn't have much of an offensive line either, but I think Joey's going to throw a few touchdowns and maybe run a few. Yeah, he's got A.J. Green, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Not to mention he's got Joe Mixon in the backfield. I think, yeah, Bengals win that game at Philadelphia. 
And next, we have the Texans and Steelers. I have the Steelers winning that game. I also have the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, game, which almost kills me to say because I do like the Texans. I love Deshaun Watson, but they are zero and two, and they're going to go zero and three. Right. I mean, they just don't have any offensive weapons at all, and that offense line is always bad. And there's and only the so much defensive line is amazing right, right. now. They're deep at their their whole defense they're like number one defense ranked I think the first two weeks. Very rightfully deserved. So and they're at home too. So yeah Steelers win that game. And then Jets versus Colts. I'm taking the Colts. Jets are the worst team in the league in my opinion. hundred percent. I think yeah. the Colts as well. Colts win that game. And the Panthers and Chargers, I think Justin Herbert gets his first win as a starter against the Panthers. You know if Justin Herbert starts I have them winning and if he doesn't Ooh. I don't CMC's not playing though. Mm, I forgot about that. You, come on, man. He just got hurt yesterday. Yeah, he's going to be out for like four to six weeks. Okay, yeah. No, Chargers. <laughs> Chargers, Chargers are winning the game. And then next we have the Lions and Cardinals. I have the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is your, your, your guy to be in the MVP race, I think. I think he's going to be top three, top five. I think it's going to come down to him and Russell Wilson in the MVP. I think it might right be those now, two. It's, call me biased or whatever you want, but. Aaron Rodgers has put up some pretty good numbers. <laughs> I told him no, that. you're right. You're right. He definitely deserves to be in the MVP conversation as well. Um, but so does Josh Jacobs after his first week. Right. That is you're right. Um, but not yeah, I'm quarterbacks. Um, not only quarterbacks in the MVP race. Go Cardinals, though. Yeah, yeah. go Cardinals. Cardinals are definitely going to win against the Lions. Next is the Buccaneers versus the Broncos. This might be a sneaky game, man. I know Tom Brady. He does not like to play a mile high. Drew Lock did get hurt though, so that's exactly why I'm going with the Buccaneers. I'm going with the Buccaneers as well because of that. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he, it wasn't as severe as they thought it and was. Von Miller is out. He's done for the year. So yeah. Keep to leave. Yeah, I don't even know who the Broncos' backup is. Uh, next, this might be uh the game. Or no, this is probably going to be the third game of the week, which is kind of shocking to say. It's going to be the Cowboys and the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks to win that game. I am as well. Right. Russell Wilson. MVP of the league, in my opinion, right now. Sure. Even though he's in the division. <laughs> Listen, I, I see, I, I, when I see game, I point it out. And I see game with Russell Wilson, so I'm pointing it out. Okay. But, and I just think Cowboys, the, I don't know, they just look like the same team every single year. They put up 40 last week. To the Falcons. And they, they literally. Yeah, I'm just saying, they, they put up good points against the team. Right, you got to give them credit for coming score. back, even though they should not have won the game. They should be 0 2 right now, but they are 1 1. But yeah, I'm definitely going to the Seahawks in that game. And next, it's the big Sunday night football game between the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. I have the Saints winning that game. Sorry, Joe. I do not have the Saints winning that game. <laughs> Shocker. If, if Devontae Adams plays, oh, I think it will be. A good game with the Packers coming out on top. If Devontae Adams does not play, I think it'll still be a good game, but I do not know the outcome. Dude, you know what's weird is that a lot of your games are ifs. So if people play, if they don't play. Well, the injury reports have not come out yet. And it's true, but if don't you're you tell me right don't now? Don't you have if confidence? Jared Goff was questionable. You would say if Jared Goff was playing, he might win. I mean, you know, I might have to throw Cooper Cup back there to play quarterback for a little bit, you know, throw a little dimes on there, but you know, I mean, hey. Okay. They we're, we're playing the Bills. We're playing against Josh Allen and the Bills. I mean, I'm not too scared about the Bills. I think we are going to throttle the Bills. I cannot wait until next week when we come back <laughs> and the Bills have beaten the Rams. If that happens, I don't know if we're going to have a show next week. But 
Anyways, yeah, I have the Saints win that game. I just think Dev- if Devontae Adams does not play, there's they don't even have a chance. Even if he did play, I don't think they'd still win. Even though Aaron Jones is wearing wild, he's definitely the best running back in fantasy football right now. But hey, Kamara's probably right there under him too. And that Cameron Jordan and that Packers Saints team will need to figure out how to stop the run from Kamara. They need to figure it out, or else that game is right. And they like the NFC they need they need to tra- they need to get some pressure on Drew Brees and make him throw the ball early and get it out early. Packers have a pretty good pass rush. Yeah, they have the Even Smith twins, Clark, right? No, they're not twins, but they're oh, they have the same last name. Right, but, yeah. my bad. Yeah, but they're pretty good. But Kenny Clark is out, so. He's their biggest run stopper, and he's out, and we know what happens. When the yeah, and you, stop the, run. the only one you got back there is Jair Alexander from Louisville, my man. And oh, yeah, boy. And Darnell Savage. Yeah, don't, don't yeah he's very he's actually underrated for his position, to be honest with you. Um, But, yeah, I have Saints winning that game. I think it's going to be – I think it's. I don't think it's going to be a, a high score. It'll be the second-best game that week. Yeah, I, I think the next one up here is this Monday night football game between yes. the Chiefs and the Ravens. I have the Chiefs. I have the Ravens. I have the Chiefs just because they've won a playoff game. Sorry. I have the Chiefs because they've won a playoff game in recent history. It, I, I, this I, is regular season, fellow. Yeah. What are you talking about? I actually probably gives a little bit of context here. I actually have a grandfather that went to the University of Louisville. I have my two uncles that went to the University of Louisville. I went to see Lamar Jackson play his uh, sophomore year. I have a Lamar Jackson Louisville jersey in the closet over there. And I am going against him right now, and you are shocked. Well, I'm just saying they almost lost to a rookie quarterback last year. I know keyword there is almost, but yeah, that Ravens defense is Ravens legit. Stormed through everybody in their path. Right, and they also have the running back Tana with Mark Ingram and the underrated J.K. Dobbins, who I think is going to pick it up hopefully because I drafted pick him in fantasy up. football. He did well, week two he didn't do that well. Week one, one he did good. Well. Yeah. I mean, he's, I feel like he's a little touchdown dependent right now to give me some fantasy points, but this isn't a fantasy show, so we can say that for a little day. But those are our picks for week three. Um, the, the one, what is one game that you're concerned about, like, like you were iffy about? I know it was like, it was probably like the... the well, Jacksonville, two bad teams playing each other. That's just a toss-up on who decides to show up that day. Yeah. I mean, if Tua shows up, then... Two is going to show up, but he's going to be sitting down right on the bench. <laughs> you better hope Fitzmagic doesn't get hurt, man. I'm telling you, Tua, Tua, is, Tua is the real deal. But no, I feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like this 49ers-Giants game, I could be completely off. But I'm sticking with it. They have so many injuries, the 49ers, I'm going with the Giants. I think another game I could be completely off with is the Vikings-Titans game. Yeah. Which... I mean, if Kirk Cousins shows up, I think it would be a good game. And if Steven Gostowski shows up, I think yeah. it'll be the, a good game. If the Vikings can throw the ball, it'll be an interesting def- game. Because going to run no right. matter what. Right. So is Derrick Henry, however. That is true. And I, I don't know, that, that Vikings defense is just not good, man. I drafted them in fantasy football. I dropped them after week one. Oh, oh, well, they did get 43 put on them by you, surely. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Game tonight. I mean, this game is going to happen in like two hours or so. Saints Raiders. What do you predict the score? What do you think is going to score be? At um, at the new Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas. That thing know, looks. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. I think really because be... Thomas is out. Thomas is for sure out. Thomas He's not playing. They have enough weapons. Yeah, I think it'll be 35-28 Saints winning by a touchdown. 
I have it 32 Saints, 26 Raiders. So oh, it, good game. So it should be a good game. Um, I think Josh Jacobs is going to catch the end zone twice, I hope, because he's in my fantasy team. I hope he gets the end zone twice. I think Drew Brees. I think Henry Ruggs is going to have a game. Isn't he? Isn't no he, way he got <laughs> oh He got injured week two, I believe so. I don't he, know. He was going to be one of my rookie of the year picks. He had a really good uh, week week one and week two. No way. He is active week two against the Saints, but he was he did get hurt. He did get hurt week one, but he should play. I mean, yeah. I if think you were thinking Judy, or did he not? Uh, whatever. But it, it doesn't really matter. I think Saints are going to win by a touchdown barely. I think it'll be a very good game though. It'll be a very good game in the new Algent Stadium. I think that's what's called in Las Vegas, Nevada. What did you say? Yeah, it looks like a Death Star. I mean, it, only if there were fans there. I mean, I know the Rams, they opened SoFi Stadium, but there was, like, nobody there, which kind of sucked. But still got a dub. Great, great IQ play by Jalen Ramsey. But um, Always going back to those Rams, I see. Listen, man, we're a top-five team in the power rankings, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> in your power rankings. And no one else's have I seen the Rams be up there. Well, they're not, not going to be right as me. But anyways, um... I think that's the show. That's the show? That's the show. I think, hey, it's going to be Joe's uh, birthday Monday, so we, we will not be back Monday. We're going to be actually on Thursday, uh, right before the Thursday night football game. So we'll see you guys back then. See you later.